day at the organ, I was weary and ill at ease, and my fingers wandered idly over the noisy keys. I know not what I was playing. Hello, welcome back to the American Writers 100 Pages at a Time podcast. So uh, we're still looking at the works of, of Henry James, uh, his early novels, the ones published in the 1870s for the most part. I think the Confidence was 1880. Um, but today it'll be the Europeans, uh, which was published in 1878. Um, so what to say about this novel? Um yeah, I don't know. I think I've heard the name of this one before. So it's one of those novels which I kind of, maybe if I saw the title, I would be like, oh, that's Henry James. Right? Like he's got Bostonians, the American, the Europeans. Maybe I saw it in the same kind of grouping. Portrait of a Lady, of course, Turn of the Screw. These are works people know. You know, but it's not something I ever read before. That's the case with pretty much everything but Turn Turn of the Screw. Um, I really like the American. I kind of dug Roger Hudson at times. The Europeans, I, I couldn't really get into much this novel too much. It's it's kind of silly, to be honest. Um, it, I see what he's trying to do here. He's trying to play with the contrast between Europeans and Americans. So the whole thing, it's, it's almost like a play. This, this could have been a play. Maybe it would have been better as a play. Because all it is is people talking for, for 150 pages. <clears throat> and it's just these sets. You know, this could have easily been a play. Uh, or a a low-budget film or something, just just focusing on the character interactions. But a lot of it is like people talking past each other or misinterpreting things or like jokes not landing, that kind of stuff. Um, or between these Europeans, these two Europeans who come and this American, these American relations that they hang out with. And it's a comedy. Everything ends up kind of nice. People, you know, the right people get married. Um, then the people who shouldn't have gotten married don't get married and, and their lives move on, I guess. So there's kind of a switcheroo, I guess, in the, the story, because I guess that's the most interesting thing. If you want to say, where's the tension or the twist in the story, it's that the person we think is here to really get married and to restart her life ends up not marrying. And the person who's just the, the bum, the, the bum who hangs around, he ends up getting married. I guess that's the twist in the story but it's yeah i think this would have worked better as a play i don't know did henry james write plays he wrote everything he must have written something so i don't know it's a, it's a really short novel barely barely like barely a novel it's like a no, long novella or a really really short novel um only 12 chapters um the audiobooks four or five hours i think it's not it's not very long Maybe it's a little bit longer than that, but it's it's, it's a, we're talking about a pretty pretty sh- a pretty short novel. Um, I think the shortest of these first five that we looked at, comparable in length to Watch Ward, I guess. Uh, that one was also fairly short, even though I, I suffered through two episodes on that one. All right, so I don't know. I don't think I'm going to do a chapter by chapter read here. I'm just going to give you my overall impressions and the overall story. Um, and I and I think there's not a whole lot to to interpret. There, the I guess the really interesting thing is this, 
marriage that Eugenia Munster is in. So our our Europeans are Felix Young and Eugenia Munster. And Eugenia Munster is in a she's what's the name of this again? I wrote it down. It shows up in the store text somewhere. Oh, it's called like a, a Morganic Marriage. And it, it's something like when it was explained to the to the Americans, they're like, what's that? That's like beyond us. We have no idea what that is. Uh, a more, you know, normally the aristocrats marry people of equal class, right? And we saw this was the whole problem in the, the American is that even though Newman was rich, he wasn't of the class. He wasn't aristocratic enough. He wasn't, he didn't have the right blood to marry into the family. So t- they tended to marry in the same caste. Maybe that's the right word, right? But you will find examples in which uh, like people will marry down, right? And it might be uh, their widows, widowers maybe might marry down or um, it might be because, you know, as the power of monarchies declined, it became a little bit more common for people to, I think, marry outside of their caste. Um, but anyways, that she's in. She's the wife of a, of a much more high class man, like a prince. Right. But she knows this marriage is doomed because it's kind of a, a, a placeholder marriage and she's going to be dumped in short order. And so she doesn't have any money. So it's kind of like how the Belgrades in the, Amer- the American were, were kind of poor. They put on airs, but they were poor compared to our American hero. It's the same here. The Americans have money. They're loaded. Uh, but these European visitors are kind of destitute even though they're able to put on airs of their, their European aura and their aristocratic aura. So that's Eugenia Munster. And then Felix Young, the guy she's with, like a, a relation, um, he's kind of like a bohemian. He's just a bum, right? So they're not high class, right? She's obviously lower class because she was part of this, in this Morganic marriage. And he's just chilling, right? Now, he finds America kind of fascinating, and he really digs it. She finds it kind of a little bit banal, but her desire is wealth. So basically her goal in America is to find a rich husband or somehow else find money. And he's just like, he just wants to party a little bit. And I think he's the most interesting character for me, actually, in the story, in how he, he falls in love with uh, this woman, Gertrude Wentworth, this distant relation, ends up courting her. And it's a lot of fun in the conversations they have. It's... It, Again, this isn't a novel I'm going to come back to very often, but I do think there's nice moments in Felix's uh, banter with and relationship with um, Gertrude and the other what, the other Americans in the story. So there, it's in Boston, I guess. So they, they go to Boston to visit these relations, the Wentworths, right? So we get a lot of these European observations of American culture and life. And again, it's a middle-class novel, so the people they're meeting are, are pretty loaded. It's actually kind of upper-class. Um, so on the Wentworth side, so this is the American side of the story, for a book called The Amer- Europeans, there's a lot more Americans in the story than there are Europeans. We have like the two sisters, Gertrude Wentworth and Charlotte Wentworth. Uh, they have a brother, Clifford, who's was kicked out of Harvard for being a, a drunk. And so that's a nice little subplot about that character and how he's kind of a disappointment for the family. We got Mr. Wentworth, who is the he's kind of conservative. He's more of a religious, a little bit more puritanical. He seems to be more of Puritan blood and culture, very much of that Protestant work ethic. 
which is why he's so disgusted with Clifford. And he doesn't really trust Felix because Felix comes off to him as a bit of a, a rake. So that's the main Wentworth family. Um, we got, uh, so Mr. Wentworth is more conservative. Uh, Charlotte, the, the younger sister is a little bit more reserved and, and quiet. We don't see as much of her. Gertrude, Gertrude Wentworth is more your typical kind of slacker American gal. Yeah. And she kind of digs the European. So they're the ones who end up uh, getting a courtship together. So they're, they're the, if this is a, a rom-com, they're the ones who end up together. They're the, the driving relationship in the story. So I think Gertrude Wentworth ends up being like Felix's distant cousin or something. But anyways, they're, they're there as beggars. These Europeans are sort of there as beggars, which I, which I find kind of interesting too. Um, and we see Eugenia is very interested in just their wealth, their money, but she's very charming. She's able to kind of get in the good graces of this family. Ends up they let her move in essentially in, 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 a, in a nearby house. And they basically live on the charity of the Wentworths for during their stay. Now, Felix does things like he paints a portrait of Mr. Wentworth, although he doesn't want to initially, but he ends up saying, okay, I'll let you do it, you know, because I guess that's kind of a, this again, this kind of Puritan work ethic. I think at one point he even says like sitting for a portrait is a waste of time and effort and it's, you shouldn't do it. It's kind of morally sort of bad to, to be such a wastrel. Um, so, but, but as Europeans, Eugenie, Eugenie and Felix are kind of able to impress the Wentworths, right? Um, so there's all that. Now there's other characters here in the short novel. Mr. Um, what's his name? I even forget. Um, do, 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 do. I wrote it down here. No, I, I see. I just can't. It's my, my, my handwriting is so bad. I'm not sure if it's Astor Acton, Acton, Mr. Acton, that's his name. Um, Mr. Acton, Robert Acton, he's uh, the, another rich American. He's got a daughter uh, named Lizzie, no, a sister named Lizzie um, Acton. She ends up uh, marrying Clifford, I guess. She ends up with Clifford. That's kind of a weird subplot, just comes, comes out of nowhere. Suddenly, oh, we're going to marry off this drunk kid to 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 Lizzie. He be, he's important kind of because he creates a bit of a love triangle between Eugenia and Robert Acton because Robert Acton's the one who uh, develops an interest in Eugenia and, and is willing to, to marry her. But that marriage doesn't go anywhere. Like I said, that's really the only twist in the story is that marriage, the one that we kind of told on page one is the goal of them being there in America is not, not the one that's successful. There's also a, a Mr. Brand who's a, a, a preacher and a, and a very much an American style preacher, like a Unitarian. So he's more uh, this kind of new world kind of religion. So those are our characters. Um, and yeah, not much happens. Most of the vast majority of the novel are just different uh, conversations between these characters. Um, between you know, Gertrude and Felix, or Felix and Mr. Wentworth. Um, a lot of discussion of foreign influence. That's what like Mr. Wentworth is most bothered by, why he kind of wants these, doesn't want his marriage to go forward, is he fears that like there's foreign influence may corrupt. He's, he's this good Puritan American style who doesn't want to see uh, European corruptions and 
bad habits and things move in on his family. Well, um, anyways, it's it's a conversation novel. The two main uh, courtships then is between Felix and, Sh- and Gertrude, and then between Eugenia and Mr. Acton. All right. Now, one gets complicated because Felix is talking to Mr. Wentworth about Clifford. And Mr. Wentworth's like, yeah, that's Clifford. He's a real problem. He's drunk. You know, he gets kicked out of Harvard or whatever school he's in. And, you know, what to do with him. And he really can't marry him off because no one will really take him. He's just, you know, and he's a trouble case. He drinks too much. And Felix is like, I'll talk to him. It's like, I'll bring my European wisdom to bear. I'll, I'll help him out. But he also says, like, maybe, like, he can court Gertrude. Maybe this can, like, inspire him or something. And, and you know, I don't know how serious he is about this idea. He just kind of sees it would be a good project for Clifford to to court Eugenia. Um, and Mr. Wentworth's eventually like, okay, whatever. Uh, I'll do that. So then Clifford and Eugenia start spending time together. And this is what makes Robert Acton kind of jealous. So a lot of the tension at the end of the towards the end of the novel has to do with this kind of perceived love triangle. When in fact Eugenia doesn't have much interest in Clifford. She's just like talking with him sometimes and giving him his advice or whatever. Um, you know, but at one time even uh, I think it's like one of the last chapters where Acton like directly challenged Clifford, like, "Do you love Eugenia?" And he's kind of like, "No, not not really." You, uh, you misperceive things. I guess that, that gave him a good, I guess that to a degree gets into the same point of the novel, which is like how Americans and Europeans are kind of talking past each other all the time. They don't always understand the customs and Americans read things into things that, that Europeans don't intend. Right. Now the, the, the Clifford Eugenia stuff's fun too. You know, there are, there's a lot of fun in this novel. It is it is a nice comedic light novel, but there's this fun little moment where um, Eugenia's kind of telling Clifford, like, there's a lot that a young man can learn from a slightly older woman about life. And you got kind of got the graduate feel there for a moment. It's not really her intention, right? There There is kind of something suspicious about, like, Mr. Wentworth saying, like, you go on and, and hang out with this older married woman and kind of flirt with her and maybe this will get you out of your drunkenness or something. It's a ridiculous plot. Felix talks him into it while he's painting the portrait, I think. Uh, but that, that made me laugh out loud uh, at that moment where he's saying, uh, you, 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 there's a lot you can learn from a, from a slightly older woman like me. Um, but... Yeah, not too much to say. The final chapter of the book, again, there's only 12 chapters. It's only a little over 100 pages. But the final chapter involves Felix finally going to Mr. Wentworth saying, like, I want to marry Gertrude. And Mr. Wentworth's like, never. Cannot happen. And he's like, please, pretty please. And then everyone's like, please. It's kind of like a, you can imagine this on TV. Everyone around is saying, please let him marry her. And then Mr. Wentworth's like, okay, you can marry her. And then Mr. Brett comes in and says, what do you know? I'm here. We can do this marriage right now. And that marriage happens. And then they kind of sneak in in the same chapter, Clifford and Lizzie Acton marrying. And then finally you expect maybe Eugenia and Robert Acton to marry. But she's like, no, I don't want him. I'm going to go back to Europe and, you know, whatever. That's, that's the story. 
that's just an end. So everything is kind of wrapped up kind of nicely at the end. The only real question is what happens to Eugenia. Definitely her marriage is in Europe is doomed. She still has to find a husband or uh, a new husband for her. But, but we don't get that story here. So I don't know how I feel about the Europeans. I think it's just, just if you want, pick it up, read it. It'll just take a few hours to read it. I wouldn't recommend necessarily going into the depth that I did with a, with an audiobook reading, but it's, it'd be good to glance at anyways. Or if you're reading through Henry James's works, it might be fun to, to jump onto this one. I just think it's kind of a bit silly. It's a bit silly. It's not just a comedy in that it, it kind of, everything's wrapped up nicely. It's, it's, a, it's, it tries to be comedic. It tries to be funny at times. So, and I think it succeeds at that. It just doesn't carry the punch that I think the American does. And it doesn't carry the, like, the criticism of European aristocratic culture the way this one does. The closest you might get is Eugenia's marriage seems kind of just something kind of vulgar and nasty about that. And how you can have this wife and just sort of discard her. That's certainly an unfortunate aspect of, of European culture that's, that's discussed. But this, is, oh, by and large, is a much more fun uh, light novel. So, um, yeah, I'm not going to say too much more about it. I think that's all I want to say. Sorry. If this is your favorite novel, tell me why. And, and you know, there's a lot I didn't talk about and a lot I missed. So let me know what you think important stuff I am not didn't talk about. Um, but that's all you're going to get from me about the Europeans. Uh, in the next episode or two, probably two. I guess I really have to do two because this is a straight up 200 page novel. Um, Confidence, uh, the fifth novel published by Henry James in 1880, I believe. So uh, some similarities here with uh, the Europeans. It's a light, quick, comedic read. Um, maybe not as thematically hard-hitting as Roger Hudson in The American, but uh, hopefully I'll, I'll think of some more interesting stuff to say about this one. Um, so I guess that's it. Goodbye, the Europeans. I'll probably never pick it up again. But I don't discourage you from reading it if that's your kind of thing. It's just not where I would put my priority. Um, so that's going to be it. Uh, thanks for listening. Leave me your comments below or send me an email or a tweet. And I will see you next time. Thanks. Like love overcoming strife. It seemed the harmonious echo from our discordant life. It linked all the